Hi, my friends. I thought I should start the episode by providing some context to let you know that I'm recording this on June 8th, 2020, which is just a few weeks removed from the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis. And I thought I should say that so that you know why I'm choosing to take this episode to talk about what I'm talking about now, because podcasts live on the internet forever, and I never know when you're going to be finding an episode. And I wanted to make sure you knew the context within which I was sharing what I'm sharing. The other thing I wanted to let you know is that if you go to my Instagram, you can see a 10-minute video that I recorded about a week and a half or so ago with some deeper dive thoughts and um, some stances that I have on this matter and things that I'm doing. And you'll hear some of that in, in the podcast. And also, I wanted to just say that I am fully aware that everything that I'm sharing in terms of what I believe actors are uniquely qualified to do right now to influence change is coming from my white man perspective and what I can do as a white man. And that if you're an artist of color listening to this, your experience is completely different than mine. And I don't mean to belittle that in any way or to diminish from the struggle that you experience, not only in this industry, but in the world. And I also know that just because I might be learning about something that is racist or oppressive in the acting industry now, just because I'm learning about it now, doesn't mean that it hasn't been there. And I might share something today that might be new for me, but that if you're an artist of color, you're going to hear this and say, no kidding, Sean, that's been going on for decades, you know, since the beginning of time in theater. And I, I'm aware of that. And all I can do is once I become aware and once I know what's going on, I can take a stand and I can continue to study and learn and research at the same level of depth that I've been inspired to do over the past few weeks and continue to make that just a practice in my career, that it's my responsibility to do that if I consider myself someone who stands for justice and equality as I do. So I just wanted to put that out there and you know, possibly it might inspire you if you have a platform that Look, we're not going to do this perfectly, but I think it's important that we all speak up, speak out, do what we can right now, whatever that looks like. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I hope you enjoy today's episode and take a few things away from it that might help you to show up during this time in the best way possible. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Like so many of you have, I'm sure, over the past few weeks in particular, I've spent a lot of time reflecting and reading and learning and studying and using my platform on social media to share what I'm learning and share what I'm doing as it pertains to being an ally for justice and racial equality and equality of all kinds in this country and in, in my industry. And so uh, if you go on my Instagram profile, I did a 10-minute video just sharing my thoughts kind of as things were starting to unfold uh, after George Floyd's killing. And so if you're curious about that and you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's about 10 minutes long. I just speak from the heart and kind of let you know where I stand on everything and what, what I'm thinking about and kind of what I, how I intend to use my platform and my time and my money. And I do stand with Black Lives Matter. And I want to be the best ally that I can. And I know I'm not going to be a perfect ally. I'm going to be far from it. And I'm learning 
more and more about how many times over the years I have committed microaggressions and unintended racist acts without even realizing it. And even though they may not have been overtly racist, which is like the tip of the iceberg, I've realized, oh my goodness, I never even considered that saying that or thinking that was oppressing someone. And now I know. And once I know, now I can't go back. Like there's no excuse anymore. And I know I'm going to mess up again in the future. Like I know I'm going to find new things that I say or do that aren't right. And I'm going to get called on it and I'm going to go, all right. And all I can do is try to be better. And that's where the research and the learning comes in so that I can try to avoid committing those acts um, unconsciously and learn about it so that it becomes conscious. And once it's conscious, I can I have a better chance of stopping it before it happens and then also getting in the way when I see other acts being committed by others in my presence, whether online or in person. And I also thought about, well, what can I say on the podcast? Because I want to use each of the platforms that I have in a way to be to provide as much useful information in the context of the platform that it exists. And this being the Courageous Actor podcast, I got to thinking, what should I as an actor be like, how can I apply this to my craft, to my chosen profession? And there's a couple of things that I wanted to share. Number one, I think actors are in probably one of the best positions to make a powerful impact and a powerful stand for the things we believe in. And right now in the context of Black Lives Matter and equality and justice, we have some unique skills and some unique platforms to be able to do that. We, as actors, are great listeners. We're trained to listen. We are trained to be in the moment. We are trained to um, experience discomfort and vulnerability and navigate through that in the context of a character. And wow, are those skills useful right now. So where the courage comes in is for myself. I'll just speak for myself. If I'm out with a group of friends and we're having dinner and this, I hear somebody say something that is a microaggression or racist, I can be present, hear and process what was said, and then do the difficult thing and speak, but speak with empathy and with a, an intent to give the person a chance to, to have the opportunity that I had, which was to reflect on it and change my behavior. That's difficult. And listen, I'm all in favor of like, I don't think we need to be Mr. Nice guy all the time. Or, you know, I think when we hear something that's nasty or mean, you know, the phrase kill them with kindness is great and all, but sometimes you need to meet, you need to rise to the level of the aggression that was committed. And I think another thing that where we can apply our acting skills is think about if you're in a scene and your scene partner is elevating their voice or just really coming strongly at you with just powerful energy. You need to respond with powerful energy if you want to be heard. And so that's where I think the courage comes in is being willing to stand there, hear what's been said, notice the, the, um, the harmful act and then respond accordingly. So another way that I think actors have a unique ability to inspire change is in our communication skills and all of the different things that we kind of do naturally that other people who are not performers look at us and go, wow, I wish I could do that. Some of those could be public speaking. 
Some of those could be doing video. Like think about, especially during this quarantine, how many times have you stood in front of a camera or even your iPhone to record a monologue or a song? How many times have you done that over the course of your career? How many times have you been in a film um, or television studio? I know for myself, I've gone on local news channels multiple times in my acting career to give interviews. That's a skill. Now, I'm not saying that I need to or you need to travel around and give local television interviews, but you have you might have that skill like I have to be able to sit there calmly on camera and deliver a message. And a lot of you are doing that right now. I'm seeing a lot of it, but we are trained for that type of thing. We also have the ability to sing for many of us and song is so powerful. And I'm not so much a religious person anymore, but when I when I was in Catholic school years ago, um, a priest told me when you sing, it's like praying twice, you know, like if you're singing a prayer, it's, it, it's has so much more passion and energy behind it. And this is why musical theater is so powerful. Like that's why the art form is so powerful and popular because there's nothing like seeing a character or a group of characters sing about their experience or sing about their needs, wants, or desires. And so there's such a plethora of, wonderful repertoire out there that speaks to the topics that are relevant today. And so maybe using this time to tap into those. Another thing that I think we are wonderfully equipped for is being able to read the room and read emotional intelligence. And we also, I think, as actors have a very high degree of emotional intelligence relative to the norm. And what that means is we can often take the temperature of what someone's feeling, what's going on in a situation, what's going on in a conversation based on body language, facial expressions, and things like that. And so this is where we can get curious as human beings. And if we see someone that's uncomfortable because of something that we said or something that was said, and, and we can reach out and say, hey, um, you, I'm picking up that you, you know, you, that made you uncomfortable. Um, is there anything that, that you know, you'd like to talk about? You know, or checking in if we say something and we can sense that the other person is upset by what we said. We know that. Like, I think we're, we have a heightened awareness because on stage, that's what we do. We're reading cues all the time and we can use that. We can be more conscious about using that. And so that's, that's what I'm trying to do. And lastly, I would just say that as actors, we have a creativity about us that is extremely useful during this time. We tend to find solutions to difficult problems. We, as especially in the theater world, we are used to creating incredible works of art with very limited resources. And I, I am committed to doing that myself right now. I can't possibly donate money to every single cause, but I can say what is, I can look at it creatively and say, what can I do to make an exponential impact? What combination of things can I put together financially, time-wise, talent-wise to really make the impact that, I'm, that I want to make in the world? So those are just some quick thoughts that I have, and I don't mean to oversimplify this issue because this is very complex and this is generational. When we're talking about racism and white supremacy and everything that's going on, this is, this is way more than just you know one or two things. And it's going to take time and a consistent effort. And 
my hope is, is that when the news cycle moves on, as it always does, that the intensity around justice and equality continues. Because especially in the theater business, we have a lot of work to do. And in the theater business, one of the things I'm most proud of about theater is how inclusive we are. But one of the things that's become painfully evident to me over the last few weeks as I've dug deeper and listened to a lot of folks is that there's so much work to do from the top down. And so one of the things I'm committed to doing and and as a white person is if I'm part of a production where there are no people of color or where I believe representation was not given proper consideration, I'm going to speak up and I will hold producers accountable. And I'm in a position to do that. I'm very grateful that, you know, financially, if I need to walk away from a production because I believe I, I, it's just not a, um, it's not a fit ethically, morally, or goes against my values, I can do that and still pay my bills. I realize that many of you are not in that situation and turning down a job is a very, very difficult thing to do that has consequences. So I would just say like, what, how can we raise the level of awareness? How can we have that conversation, that difficult conversation? And because we might have that conversation and we might be able to impact some change. And man, there's a lot of work to do in this area. I mean, I was reading all of the things about uh, white theater privilege. I don't know if you saw that infographic going around Instagram about all of the things that as a white actor, I've never had to experience in the theater business that actors of color have had to experience since day one. And I encourage you to read that. If you just go into Instagram probably and you search um, uh, theater privilege or white theater privilege or actor privilege, I think you'll probably find it. And it was really eye-opening to me. And a lot of them I knew about and some of them I hadn't even considered and it floored me. And so we have to do better. I have to do better. And we can, especially as a white person, I can bring that conversation to the table if I feel it needs to be had. And I'm very willing to do that. I've not shied away from difficult conversations in business over the years um, when I feel like... um, Certainly when I feel like I've been wronged, I speak up loudly. And now I need to use that same level of intensity when I see my colleagues being wronged. And I've done it in the past, but I need to do a better job. I need to do more of it. And I'm speaking in the I position, not to make this about me, but just so that you know, I'm not asking, I'm not asking you to try or do anything that I'm not looking myself in the mirror and saying, yep, I'm going to do that too now. And here on the Courageous Actor Podcast, we're about doing the hard thing. We're about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. We're about being vulnerable and, and standing up and showing up. And that's not always easy. In fact, if it were easy, then this podcast wouldn't have any listeners because everybody would be like, I don't need that. I've got plenty of courage. And one of the reasons I love doing this podcast is because I believe I'm sharing stuff that I'm on the journey with you here. Like I'm not speaking to you as if I've arrived at some destination. If you listen to all my past episodes, it's all about stuff that I'm experiencing here on the ground as a human being with all of you. So I hope this helped you today. I, I hope you're all staying safe and healthy. And if you are protesting, I stand with you. I admire you. And I'm doing what I can in so many ways to uh, lend my support. And if you're 
not sure how you want to show up right now, maybe this podcast gave you some ideas. And just know that it's okay to not do it perfectly. And if you haven't shared anything on social media yet and you're feeling that nudge that you should or that you want to, but you're not because you're afraid of saying the wrong thing, I encourage you to share and say something. Because saying what's true for you and speaking from the heart, I don't think is ever a bad idea if your intentions are to be helpful. And I think it's, for me, like I realized I had to do that versus staying silent out of fear that it was me actually really seeing my privilege loud and clear that staying silent is a privilege that I have that so many others don't. And so I needed to show up and step up. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And it's not perfect. I know it's not. It's not even close to perfect. I don't even know what perfect would look like. So think about it if you haven't shared anything yet, because I know when we all look back on this time, I want to look back on this and know that I used it productively to make a difference and that I just didn't stand by and stay in paralysis by analysis. And I know some of you that aren't posting on social media are doing plenty of things not publicly, and I applaud that and support that. But I'm just encouraging you, if you've been thinking about posting something and you haven't, just know that once you press post, you'll feel better about having said something. (laughs) Um, And just be open to what people share and be, be willing to listen and I will stand by that and support it because I think we all need to do our part as best we can. And for some of us, that means we're not as active on social media and that's okay too. There's, there's another infographic going around Instagram that says there's, there's lots of lanes and you don't have to occupy them all, but you do have to do something if you want to make a stand. So that's what I'm hopefully using my platforms for. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. I know this is such a challenging time and we have so much work to do. And here in New York City is the first day where some businesses are starting to reopen. And I'm hopeful that we all get back on stages again very soon and live audition rooms and live classes because I think we desperately need it more than ever. But until then, let's use the platforms that we have to create positive things in the world and to influence the change that we want to see. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Sean Cullen Carroll on the Courageous Actor Podcast.